of a carpenter, no one working harder, cub. My head they incarcerated, the numbers alarming, huh? Treat us like cattle, and the wardens are farming, bruh. Keep your eyes open when they speak on disarming, yeah. Power to the people, some have died for that state, man. Indigenous by blood, not by relation. Land of the free, but I'm down on the pavement, refusing resist till I see the day. What's up, podcast people? This is Dave, and uh, you are listening to another episode of Mindless Digital. And tonight, I've got this uh, really awesome guest. Uh, we've been following each other on Instagram here, and so let me go ahead and introduce Chicano Vega, and um, tell us uh, where you can be found first. Hey, what's up, Dave? What's up, Mindless Digital? Man, I appreciate you for having me. Uh, you can find me online. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, uh, TikTok, at Chicano Vega. That's X-I-C-A-N-O-V-E-G-A. Awesome. Yeah, I, I found you. I, I can't remember how I came across your your um, your account. I think what I was doing was looking for people in the Houston area or somehow it was a suggestion. And I was like, let me click on it. But I, I actually found you first. Uh, with your other account, which is called uh, We Were Here Before the Border. Yes, sir. And uh, definitely check that one out. Um, I'm actually, and see, that, that's why I wanted to do video too, because I'm wearing the shirt today uh, <laughs> in, in your honor of being my guest. So um, this is the second time wearing it, and I need to, I need to, get, uh, I need to get a picture so that uh, you can post and then... Uh, definitely people people will know that i'm out here supporting so what i wanted to talk to you first about was um first let's talk about uh we were here before the border uh, kind of tell everybody it's not just just a statement or a saying it's more than that so kind of fill us in on that uh so last year i kind of um you know did a little launch of this clothing brand and uh we were here before the border uh, started out with just uh, one shirt with huge letters on the back. It was a black long sleeve, and in the back, it and from from the bottom of the neck to the bottom of your back, it says "We were here before the border" in bright yellow text. And uh, I mean, you can see it from across the street. It's kind of hard to ignore, but uh, what it is is after the murder of George Floyd. Uh, and, you know, and then being um, stuck at home during the pandemic and seeing everything that was going on on the TV, uh, a lot of civil unrest and, and rioting and, and stuff like that. Uh, man, you know, you didn't have uh, um, you really didn't have a choice but to, you know, sit home and reflect and just, you know, like be kind of stuck in your own head, you know. I got really emotional when I saw the video of uh, his murder and was like, damn, kind of took me back, you know, to my childhood when uh, the whole thing with Rodney King happened. <laughs> and yeah, I, remember that. Uh, I was like, man, you know, like, you know, what the hell they, you know. So I just started remembering like when I was a kid and, and my dad telling me, you know, uh, they used to hang Mexicans, too in texas you know we've we've gone through our our fair share of uh you know atrocities and whatnot and yeah, uh, i remember yeah you know i remember him telling me that and i was like what so i kind of like started like remembering back to when i was a kid and you know I, I was raised chicano proud you know what i mean i was born in the tail end of the 70s so you know i'm an 80s baby i grew up in the 80s and you know i grew up i see these little pictures and I'm a little toddler with winos and khakis and a flannel and a beanie, you know, uh, little little shirts with the iron on patches that say, uh, thank God I'm Chicano and, you know, stuff like that. And growing up in a, uh, a Chicano household, I'm third generation American, you know, quote unquote right. American. Um, so. In a way, it was kind of like uh, I was always proud to be Chicano and have Mexican roots, but still being third generation here, there's kind of a disconnect, you know. I mean, shit. My great grandfather came 
from Irapuato, Guanajuato to Navasota, Texas in 1917-1918. Then my grandfather was born here. Then my father was born here. Then I was born here. So this is all I've ever known. But what's funny is, is that, you know, growing up, I, I'm more huero than my classmates, you know, my little Mexican friends who are first generation, you know, they just came. And, you know, growing up, I was always, you know, they would to insult me, they would call me white boy, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and make fun of me or whatever, you know, my mom spoke Spanish, my dad spoke Spanish. And, you know, we they still had, um, I guess, uh, uh, you know, they still remembered their roots and stuff like that. Well, then I grew, you know, I came in, I learned Spanish and something that I never taught my sons was Spanish. I spoke, I speak Spanish to my mom all the time when I go over there, but I didn't speak it. I don't speak it to my sons. And I'm like, man, like I'm causing, I'm causing, uh, or should I say I'm perpetuating, you know what I'm saying? That, uh, uh, erasure, you know what I mean? But then yeah. I just, man, I just started like diving into this history and looking back and looking at, you know, Mexico, uh, colonial Mexico, and then going further back, you know what I'm saying? Before, uh, you know, Spain came and, and, and conquered and man, just going back and going down a rabbit hole. And I was like, man, you know, all this stuff that's going on, you know, I mean, I'm American, but People look at me and 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 to a lot of people, I'm just a Mexican, and right. that's not a bad thing. But in a, in their eyes, you know, it is. It makes me less or something like that, you know. So I just, you know, uh, I had the idea for the brand, and I said, man, you know, not to start trouble because a, a friend of mine messaged me, and he's like, man, what you doing over there besides inciting uh, racial violence or whatever? <laughs> like, nah. Man, I said, you know, it's just, you know, I, I want to take a stand for, um, for people that don't have a voice. You know what I mean? For the kids that are in cages on the border, for, you know, so-called uh, immigrants, you know, who have more right to this land than the people who are telling them that they're illegal. You know, like I said, man, I want to make a statement. So, you know we were here before the border was born and uh you know i got some different designs out there of course the flagship t-shirt that says we were here before the border and uh we have some other designs the juan cortina shirt um uh check him out you know what i'm saying he's a historical figure uh mexican rancher politician military leader and we have some other designs coming man but that's really it is just to create awareness and uh you know just you know to let people know that you know they can be proud of who they are and where they're from you know we were here we, we've been here sorry if i yeah, went on a tangent no 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 that that that's that's good because it, it's it's a good deep dive into exactly what what your brand is and it's so basically it's not just a line of t-shirts that you're trying to sell. It also has a message. It has history. Uh, it has the ability to educate and open people's eyes about where we actually come from, because people think, think of us as like you mentioned that you're third generation. Um, probably around the same. It's third generation uh, on both sides uh, of the family. Uh, you know, on my mom's side and my dad's side and uh, like my wife, she's first generation because she was actually and, and I, I say this to her and, and I joke about it. But, you know, in reality, it, it it is a lot of what was happening back during her time and before and even even I don't know if it still happens now, but her mom. So she's the oldest or the youngest of, of the two daughters and her mom. uh was in um, uh, Matamoros, right? So yeah. she was living in Matamoros. And so um, her older sister was born there, okay? And then ha had to get her green card and everything to, to be a citizen. And so my wife, when her mom was, was pregnant with her, 
she had the ideas like, well, I'm going to come across to Brownsville and I'm going to, I'm going to give birth here so that, you know, so that she could be a, an American citizen. So basically I, I call her an anchor baby and, mm-hmm. and that was happening a lot. And, and it would make it easier once your child was born, it would make them make it easier for them to get over to the United States yeah. and then pursue a life here, which, you know, everybody wants to do that. And then, you know, we're criticized because we're calling it immigration. But if you, if you understand what you're, and I, you know, I want to call it a movement, but it's not truly a movement uh, or the message on your shirt. We were here before the borders. Like, the, like you said, this was our land and it was taken from us. It was separated from the rest. And there was that border that was created and, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, the border. We didn't cross the border. The border crossed us. Well, you know what? In reality, th- that border never existed. It was never yeah. there. And and we should still have the right to claim this land. And and it's funny, too, because um, for an example, yeah, have you ever had your, your DNA checked? Have you ever gone to like uh, 23andMe and then the other whatever the I, other no. one is? Okay. I have not. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was supposed to do that over the Christmas holidays, and uh, I haven't done it yet, man. But that's something that I was talking to my wife about that I am very interested in having done. Yeah. Well, you may be surprised because, um, like I said, my wife was uh, born here, but she um, you know, lived in Mexico for a couple of years before they moved over. She didn't spend a whole lot of time, but very fluent and very, uh, ingrained in, in the culture and the history of, of what it is uh, to be Mexican, you know, the ways and, and, you know, food and, and customs and everything. So I'm always learning from her. Okay. So she did her, her DNA. She sent away for her, her package and she did it, sent it in, came back. And I don't, remember the exact number but it was x percentage it was it was like a 50 something uh percent of native american right man yeah yeah i sent she said you need to get yours done and i was like okay i know from my dad's side that my grandfather he came to the united states from uh san luis potosi right Okay, mm-hmm. that's where he was born, and uh, we can go back now with 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 the um, you know, the DNA information. We can go back and trace when and where he came through, and then of course you find other relatives that you never knew about. But I get, I get the results back, and we're looking at it. My percentage of being Native American is higher. I think it was like 64% compared to hers. And wow. she was just giving me a hard time. She goes, you're more Mexican <laughs> than I am. <laughs> and uh, so she just gives me a hard time. And, and it's like, you know, cause she, you know, she, she was born here, but raised in Mexico for the most part. And then of course she didn't spend a whole lot of time, but her parents are from Mexico and, you know, they're all here now, but it's, it's funny because just, the whole process of, of finding that out, it's like, you know, it doesn't matter where you were born. We began here and it tells you the level of what your percentage of, of the indigenous people that were here at one time. So basically her, her DNA is more watered down than mine uh, because they yeah. give you the percentages of all the other cultures, all the other um, nationalities that you yeah. are, you know, like like French, Portuguese, uh, Spanish, and all that. And yeah, awesome. so, I think you know a lot of people say I don't need to know what what that is. I think it, it would be good for people to find that out just to kind of see where it is. So yeah, I I, f- I found that funny. Um, but I, I also find the fact that uh, not only are you looking at the history of, of everything prior to the separation and the colonization, but you're also up on the language that was spoken, which is before people started speaking Spanish. Tell us a little bit about that. Share that information. Well, um, so from what I've read, there were more than like 60 different languages spoken in uh, Mexico before uh 
before uh, La Conquista and, you know, the colonization of Mexico, the fall of Tenochtitlan, whereas, you know, after that Spanish, you know, was widespread and, and you know, forced upon all the indigenous people. That's crazy, man, because there were so many different uh, tribes and cultures that existed, you know, pre-Hispanic, you know, pre-Hispanic cultures, you know, Hispanic is a term used to describe a European. Spaniards are Hispanic. And I don't know if you've ever seen people from Spain. They look damn near white. You know what I mean? They look pretty white, Castilian and all them. I mean, they're, you know, they don't look like the Mexicanos, the indigenous people in Mexico who are sun-kissed and, you know what I'm saying, tan, you know? But, uh, so, Nahuatl is one of the languages that was spoken. Um, It was, it was uh, spoken throughout a large part of Mexico, um, you know, mainly, uh, I want to say the... Chichimeca, uh, Mexica, Mexica also known as Aztecs, and uh, a lot of the the cultures down there because the Aztecs, um, you know, by the time their reign uh, came to be, I mean, you know, they they had you know a, a huge you know they had a vast empire, uh, trade routes and all that, and so there had to be I guess like a centralized language you know for everybody to be able to com- communicate. And, uh, you know, don't quote me on this, man. I'm not uh, a historian or anything, but, uh, you know, I, I do read and I'm trying to learn more and more. But uh, Nahuatl was spoken by a lot of people. And uh, it's just, like I said, one of over 60 languages that were spoken in Mexico before, you know, uh, the colonization. And I've just been trying to learn it, trying to learn uh, little words here and there, you know, Biali. You know, hello, uh, Notoka Vega. My name is Vega, or I'm Vega. And uh, little words here and there, man. I got some books, and I, I watch. You know, uh, I watch lessons. There's a guy that that teaches, and uh, I've been following him for a while. So I'm trying to learn it, man. I'm not, I'm not a uh, fluent. You know, I'm not fluent, but I'm trying to learn it, and and. And uh, kind of like re-indigenize myself, you know, and get back, get back to our indigenous, you know, our indigenous roots, man. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, a lot has happened. But the thing is, is like, it feels like it's been a long time, but it hasn't been that long. You know, right? like my grandfather was born 100 years ago. 100 years sounds crazy, but I mean... I'm, you know, like my grandpa was born a hundred years ago. That kind of like, you know, makes it seem like, damn, that wasn't that long ago. You know, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, uh, I think they said um, that like 70% of Mexico was still speaking an indigenous language, uh, like no more than 200 years ago. That's a big number, man. Like, that's a that's a huge number. And and this was just, you know, when you really look at it, you know, in the scope of things, one hundred years, two hundred years, man, that that wasn't long ago at all, right? At all, you know. And you know, the thing is, like how you said, you know, people say that, oh, you know, what do I want to know where I come from or what my DNA says? But man, if you don't know your history. I don't think that you can really embrace your future if you don't know where you come from. You know what I'm saying? I think you just, when you know where you come from, you know your history, you know your people's struggle, you know your people's triumphs, you know, it just, I think it kind of empowers you more. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like for a long time, I wasn't, you know, really tripping on being Chicano, you know, uh, a Mexican uh, descendant. And I felt like I had an awakening 
And it's like, man, you know, these things that, that, you know, as a kid, man, you know, just little, like they would call them uh, chicanadas, you know what I'm saying? Little Chicano ways, little sayings and stuff like that, that, man, I got away from. So then when I start trying to look back into my history and look back into indigeneity, my son, my oldest son, he's like, man, how come all of a sudden you're talking about ancestors and this and that <laughs> he's 16 you know he's just like man he don't he don't care he doesn't care man so i'm just like man you know and that's my doing for not you know raising him up to be chicano proud and know our history and now it's kind of like oh why are you doing this now you know for the past couple of years that i've really been on on this on this path but in uh, uh in contrast that's my 16 year old but in contrast my 11 year old He's like, man, soaking it up like a sponge, you know, our people are native to this land, dad. Yeah. So we're natives, you know, and just questioning me. And and he really wants to know where my 16 year old is. Like, he don't give a damn, you know? Yeah. Everybody has their time when they want to open their eyes about, you know, certain things. Um, you're not alone as far as, you know, not necessarily incorporating you know, the language and the cultures to, to your kids. I mean, we're all guilty of it. Sometimes we just take the, the easier path and, and accept, you know, what's happening around us and what society is throwing our way. And it's just, uh, you know, influence in the kids, influence from social media, influence yeah. from uh, the TV and, and newspapers and, you know, everything that's online. But it's funny because, you know, we're, we're talking about this. Uh, I'm learning from you right now, and you're learning from the people that you follow, and you're learning about your past. And here we are is trying to blend in and be accepted. And so we've got these two directions that we're trying to go. It's like, try, yeah. like you said, trying to move forward and, and be part of considered mainstream. But yet we still have a lot to discover about ourselves and our history. And so it's people like you that are sharing that information with us that, that want to take it on, that want to learn it. Um, it. It's helpful because I've, you know, just in the short time that I found your account, it's like, okay, well, let me look at, let me look at that. And so I've learned some stuff too. And about two years, three years ago, we took a family trip uh, for the summer to Mexico city because my father-in-law has relatives there and he was, um, he's from just outside of, of Mexico city, uh, uh, an area called Durango. And so it was, uh, we spent almost a week there in, in Mexico city doing a lot of the touristy stuff, a lot of sightseeing and stuff like that. But seeing all of it, like we went out to the pyramids, they, they've got so many places where you can visit different types of pyramids. And, and I, I can't remember the name of these, but you went out there and you stand there and these things are massive. Awesome. And you look at that. You look at that, you know, you can climb those things and go all the way to the top. And th those, those things are, are, you know, they're, they're huge blocks of cement bricks, right? They've been there for years. They, they, they haven't been eroded. They haven't been blown over the, nothing, you know, the, the, the weather elements, nothing's done anything to them. They've just existed, been able to exist. And you think about the people that built that how mm. they were able to put those materials together yeah. and it lasts this long. And not only just that, but also, okay, how many people did it take to get every piece and create every level all the way up to the top, you know? Yeah. And uh, we were in one of this plaza area in, in Mexico or in Mexico city. And um, there was a construction site and I'm, they were, digging i don't know if it was uh they were doing like for utilities or for or for expansion or, or new properties or whatever but they end up finding these remnants of of these uh, animals uh, uh they were like um statues it, it, like this giant serpent that had been underground you know dirt had been you know, blown over and, and covered up and then they, they dug it up and basically discovered it. And so yeah. they had this huge fence around that area because they stopped all construction, all digging. And it's like, all right, we got to preserve this. And it, they had oh, man, all these awesome. 
animals, all these like snakes and uh, uh, these birds, and they all had meanings, uh, had to have meanings that for those people that were here. And yeah. so th- that stuff is fascinating. It, it, it's something that, you know, you have to understand how important it is yeah. and everything that, that, that it uh, represents it. And so we're definitely, we're, we're trying to go back this year, this summer, but I'm not sure if, you know, with, with the way things are with this, this pandemic with COVID and all the different uh, variations that are coming up and what travel restrictions are going to be like. So we're keeping our fingers crossed because we, we want to yeah. go back and visit because there's so much to see. And you're talking about just Mexico City, just one small area. There's so much more to explore everywhere else in the different cities, major cities, states, out in the countries and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just amazing how much is out there for us to, to you know, soak up and, and learn about. Yeah. And, and, and that's awesome. Not, yeah, yeah, we're that... not even being uh, – And there's a lot of us that are not being even – looking to to know about it or, or to find out about it and that which is really sad because it tells you a lot about who you are and where you came from exactly and and that's the crazy thing is that you know you see these pyramids man that that quote unquote uh uncivilized people you know what i'm saying constructed you know and they they want us to think like people want us to think that you know uh the indigenous people or, or, you know, these, these, uh, Aztecs, Toltec, uh, uh, Mixtec, uh, these Chichimica, Purepecha, Mexica, these people were savages and they were, uh, uh, uncivilized and, you know, make you feel like they were just dumb. You know what I'm saying? People, but man, these people mapped the stars. Yeah. These people built pyramids. These people had, created an aqueduct system you know what i mean these these people were advanced these people were advanced yeah. for their time when when the spaniards showed up off of these boats stinking bringing diseases and stuff like that man these these people that were already here the triple alliance and the uh, uh all these people that were already in mexico you know what i'm saying they were probably tripping out on how these people smelled and, and on their hygiene because <laughs> they already had ways to, you know what I'm saying? Take, take a uh, um, sewage out of their, their, you know what I'm saying? Out of their, uh, where they lived. Like they were, they were advanced, you know, for their time while Rome and all that stuff was going on, man, we were already over here building pyramids. You know what I'm right. saying? farming and doing stuff like that but but they you know people want us to think that oh they didn't know nothing they were walking around naked and and this and that and didn't know anything nah man it wasn't like that if you really look into it and start to study and look man these people were these people were advanced these people were smart yeah these people would, would use lakes and bodies of water as a mirror to map the stars that's our lineage man that's our legacy yeah, the ideas and and the thought processes of how to survive and how to create a civilization was something that that they were definitely aware of and and how how to how to how to do it. But the the tools that they had at their disposal, the tools that they used, maybe were were primitive, but yeah. they didn't let that stop them. They they found a way to be able to construct the tools that they needed and, and um, get around that and, and do the heavy lifting, do the heavy digging. And, and, and some of the, if you compare the construction that they did versus the, some of the construction that's going on nowadays, it might be easier for us. Yeah. But I bet it's, it, it, if you compare it, look at those, those, um, the, those pyramids that are still out there standing. Compared yeah. to some of the buildings that that we have now that are are easily destroyed by hurricanes or tornadoes and things like that, so yeah, these things have, you know you, you got to give them credit. Yeah, you got to give them credit for their knowledge and 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 what they were able to do with what they had at their at, you know at at their hands. So that that definitely something that people need to um, look into and explore more and, and share it with with not just you know themselves but share it with 
you know, their friends and family for sure. <clears throat> Especially because like we've talked about, um, or I know I've talked about it and, and I've heard stories of how, you know, the, the history, like American history, world history that, that is taught Texas history, it, 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 it our people are there, but they're mostly seen in a, in a negative light, you know, yeah. they're, they're not really the, the positive, um, things that, that they were able to contribute to yeah. society and the, and the world and our existence. It, it's not really focused on, we have to yeah. find that out for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Man, like a lot of the history is, is whitewashed for lack of a better term. You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, a lot of times our people, our descendants are villainized you know, and looked at in, in, in a negative light. And that's kind of like, you know, another thing, like, you know, when I'm looking back, I'm like, man, well, you know, I remember being in elementary school and learning about the Alamo, learning about the battle right. of San Jacinto, you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, how can all the white, uh, how can all the heroes be white? Like, how come everything good, you know what I mean? Tends to be uh, a lighter shade. And the things that are, are evil or the villains or the uh, the rebels, the what's the other word they use for them? Uh, bandits, you know, why are they, you know, always the darker hue, you know, and it, and stuff is not taught. They know what they want to teach. I mean, I think it was just last year that they passed the law to not teach uh, critical race theory or or. Uh, about Native Americans. I mean, how are you going to take, that's the history of our people. That's the history of this country. How are they going to take that out of schools and, and, and okay, you know, okay it to not be taught, you know, yeah. like I said, if you don't know your past, how can you embrace your future? You know, they want to yeah. not teach this, you know, the stuff about Native Americans. Are you kidding me? They were here right. first. It's funny too, or or it's ironic that um, the only way to outside of researching it yourself, but if you were to go into a school system and to try to learn this, you have to go to college to learn, you know, uh, Mexican cultural studies or yeah. Latin American or, or Hispanic or whatever it is that it's called yeah. um, to 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 actually know more about it and go deep into it. But the majority of of Mexicans that live in the United States don't even go to college. The, the, we have such a small majority, a small population yeah. that, that fills those seats. So it, it's, it's, it's really ironic that, you know, in order to really learn, you gotta, you go to, you gotta go to a higher education, but uh, because culture or not culture, because society and economically we, we have these uh, barriers we have these obstacles and it makes it difficult for us to fill those seats and learn what's out yeah. there and what can we can learn so we, we have to do it on our own kind of like you and and again thanks to you 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 share that and then people that want to take it in and want to say hey look this is interesting to me you know we we, we can look at it that way and then open our eyes to it yeah and you know and and the thing is like sometimes i'm like man i don't want to sound like uh I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist or I don't want to sound like, you know, a racist because racism isn't just white people hating other people. Anybody can be a racist. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I, and sometimes, you know, I, I tread, I tread lightly, um, you know, cause I don't want to sound crazy, but at the same time, if you look at things, it's like, man, there's some crazy shit happening. You know what I'm saying? Like just people say like, you know, oh, you know, who cares about the past? You know, you're American. We're all American, but honestly, in a form, in a in a way, that's that's a form of erasure to yeah. forsake and forget your your uh, uh, lineage and, and embrace the American dream. You know, it's like, man, you know, I don't know if you if you've noticed this. I'm sure you have, but I've been looking. You know, I've been on a couple of these. Uh, uh, ancestry websites and looking up my my history and have found like old pictures of great 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 grandfathers and you know uh stuff like this and finding birth certificates death certificates um you know the the a lot of the records in mexico were uh 
were kept by the churches. So you'll find birth certificates. If you're looking in uh, church records, uh, you'll find, you know, marriage certificates, death certificates, everything written beautifully by hand in this right. old cursive back in the 1800s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you'll notice that once you get to, you know, uh, the American side, like, you know, great grandparents that died here in the States, you know, all of their birth certificates and death certificates say white. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and it's like, you know, I, like I said, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but what's going on, man? Yeah, I you know, I I see that. I mean, just the other day, I was filling out uh, a uh, a medical form for one of my sons, and it's of course nationality. Um, (laughs) You have that question. I can't for for what under what category is, but uh, you check off white, but then it's uh, uh, Latino or Hispanic or whatever. Yeah, over here. So it's like they they call us white, but we're not just white. We're other white. And so that, exactly. that's kind of the thing. It's like, well, come on, just just give us to us, give it to us how it is and 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 call us what we really are. And so I don't really let that bother me because I don't I don't get into the labels. I know some people do. Some people are real strict about their thought process on, on what to be called. Yeah. I mean, I, I just want to be recognized as the same as everybody else. Um, yeah, not, 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 not. But yes. I know where but I know what I am. And, and yeah. so, um, that's my, that's my two cents on that. But yeah, yeah. I, I have definitely checked out, um, my ancestry cause I think it was ancestry.com that we did. And so you can trace back and you can see old documents like that. And yeah, you're right. It's, it, it's, it's funny how those things have been preserved and you can still access them. And, and, um, and, and and when you can find them, because sometimes they didn't have birth certificates, sometimes they yeah. didn't have, you know, records of, of certain things that that were there. They 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 just happened, and and it was it. And everybody, whoever was there, were the witnesses. And it's like, yep, yeah, they they got married, or yep, yeah, he was born. And so you just kind of take what you can get. But uh, yeah, it's real interesting to see those things. As far as I've gotten back on my father's side, is my great great grandfather who I haven't been able to find anything other than his death certificate. And uh, he was, uh, he was born in Irapuato, Guanajuato, and he died in, in, in in Curandureo, I think somewhere not far from Guanajuato, but on his death certificate, it says, uh, uh, what does it say? De nacido de de padres no conocidos. Like, they don't know who his parents were. Right. And so I'm like, man, does that... And I'm thinking, I'm hoping I get... I find another clue or something. Like, my cousin and I, we, you know, he's been doing all the work. And I'm coming back and like, oh, he sent sent me his, you know, his... Uh, baptism certificate in 1873 and this and that and I'm like man I hope we find like a a clue or something that gets us further than him you know what I'm saying but I'm thinking dang like padres no conocidos does that mean that the people around him at his death didn't know his parents so they couldn't list them or does that mean that he didn't know his parents you know what I'm saying like and it's just man it's crazy man but once you start learning more about who you are and where you come from, man, it, it empowers you. And, and, you know, just to know that we're not less, we're not less than anybody else, you know, regardless of what kind of system, you know, I mean, look, man, my, both of my grand, my grandfathers served in the U S military during wartime, world war two, Korean war, uh, uh, Vietnam war, you know, they believed in something, you know what I mean? But they were also proud Mexicanos, right? Yeah, it it, it sometimes it you think about it and you and like you said, I've had family members that have been involved in you know uh, in the military and 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 have fought for the country and, and you say you think all right, so these people 
risk their lives for a country that doesn't accept them or hmm. a country that thinks other of them or uh, a second-class citizen. But to them, it's like they wouldn't have had it any other way because yeah. they are proud that they're able to live here and, and provide, um, you know, provide for their families, provide housing, uh, a, a better way of life. And, and, you know, that's all you want for your family is, is to be able to provide that, to live comfortably uh, and, 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 you know, and, and enjoy, enjoy each other and enjoy life. And that, that's, the way it should be you should have every opportunity at your disposal that the next person has and um you know if, if you don't have that money you just got to work a little bit harder to to get like like i mentioned earlier getting to to, to college it, it's been it's been a challenge for a lot of our people and so uh at times it's when you don't have the the financial the financial resources it, it's it's a thing where I hope he has good grades so he can get a, a scholarship, you know, yeah. um, or, or you, you look at assistance and, but the thing about it is too, with financial aid and, and things like that, there's so much paperwork to, to fill out that it discourages some people because it's like, I don't want to have to go through, do that, to do that. Cause I know when I went to school, um, even though my dad was working and he, you know, we didn't need for anything. We weren't rich, but we weren't poor. Yeah. <clears throat> but I had to fill out all the financial aid because that's what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to go to school. And so I went through it and I sat there and the information that I didn't have at my fingertips, I had to go ask my parents for it. It's like, all right, I'll do this. And then where you have to sign, you sign and provide me the documentation, you know, of, of, of your income and, and, you know, your social security and all this information. So I, I did that. And so because that was what I wanted to do, it's like uh, I wanted I wanted to educate myself. Um, and so you, you do what you have to do. Yeah, true that. Yeah. So uh, originally when we were started, you, you uh, started talking, you mentioned uh, the, the George Floyd death and everything that was in there and how that got you to thinking. Um, I know we have we have some history here locally that you know how we, we talk about injustices and atrocities towards people and stuff like that and you know we've had the george floyd and and then there's been others after him and you know of course the black lives matter the blue lives matter all lives matter or whatever people want to say but mm. you know we've we've had our own issues here in in here in houston like back in the and this is an episode that i've been wanting to do and i've been I, i've been taking my time with it because i want to make sure that i have enough information and resources that that i want to do it right but we had um our own injustice here in the houston area with uh jose campos torres when he was uh, brutally murdered and then drowned in in the buff was it Buffalo Bayou? Yeah, uh, back in the seventies, I was a kid. I was like eleven or twelve years old, and I remember getting ready for school one morning. And I think it was a Monday because it happened over the weekend, and I'm watching the news and they're talking about how this dude was just thrown into the water while he was handcuffed. Yeah, right, hands behind his back, no way to get back to the surface. And after being brutally beaten, yeah, yeah. beaten. I mean, and not just by one or two people, it was like four or five people beaten, you know, and then just thrown off and said, All right, let's see this Mexican swim, you know, a Vietnam veteran at that, exactly. And of course, he had his problems, yeah, you know, he had his problems, but who who doesn't? Who doesn't? And so, it, it just it's just sad and and the thing about it is after you know after that a year later they have the the, the moody park riots and everything be, because yeah. of that it was something that just kept going but then it just kind of dies out and nobody really remembers that and and we've had those issues and i'm sure that he's not the only one there there were people before him and not in houston uh, somewhere else you know dallas and of course, California, wherever we have big population of, 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 of Mexicans or his other yeah. Hispanics. And so those, those are things that are out there, but we didn't have the voices. We didn't have the means like social media and things like that to, to get it out there and make it viral. Uh, you know, of course, cell phones didn't exist. And nowadays it's like people are quick to, 
to uh, record stuff on their phone. And before yeah, you know yeah. it, it's uploaded and shared by yeah. and seen by millions and millions of people. And so, um, you know, sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Yeah. You know, so. And it's funny yeah. that you say that because um, one of the shirts uh, that that I have on the uh, We Were Here Before the Border line is uh, Juan Cortina. And he was, like I said earlier, a, a Mexican uh, landowner. He was a rancher, a politician, and his family his family owned a large portion of land before uh, before the Mexican American War and Texas, you know, was taken uh, from Mexico and made part of the United States. That pretty much cut his family's land. I want to say almost in half. And so then, you know, he he stood up and, uh, you know, was trying to stand for Mexican landowners rights because, you know, the the U.S. was making all these promises, but was not, you know, keeping them. Uh, Mexican landowners were being, you know, uh, killed. Their land was being taken from them. And uh, so Juan Cortina, he was, I want to say, in Brownsville and he saw a sheriff or a deputy, uh, some lawman, he saw him beating on one of his ranch hands or a former ranch hand, a guy that he knew. And so this Anglo, you know, sheriff is beating on him. Juan Cortina comes and says, hey, you know, um, leave him alone. You know, what's he done? Let's, let's talk about this. You know, what's going on? Uh, he tells him, what do you want, Mexican? Keeps beating on, on the guy. Juan Cortina did doesn't pull out her cell phone of course not i mean this was back in the 1800s but right I, i'm being facetious he doesn't uh uh go tell a bunch of people and you know he pulled out his gun and he shot the sheriff you know and i'm not promoting violence but what i'm saying is there was a time when people stood up against injustices you know right. they didn't just stand idly by and watch you know, someone get murdered outside of a corner store, you know, while a, a police officer, you know, has their knee on his neck for however many minutes until he expired, you know, and, and that's kind of the sad part is that, you know, now we've become accustomed to just watching these things happen and not taking action. And I'm not saying go out and shoot police officers, but what I'm saying is, man, take a stand, say yeah. something. You know what I'm saying? You know, be be the change, you know, be a voice. There's many different ways, you know what I mean, to to be heard. You know, whether it's by a shirt that says we were here before the border, signing a petition, you know what I mean? When when they're out here doing these marches and walks, you know, like I, personally, you know, I'm trying to be more proactive rather than reactive and and learn more i don't want to speak on things i don't know so i'm trying to learn more a little a little bit more about politics and and how these things happen you know what i'm saying and what could be done to stop it you know but also i'm i'm listening out for what's going on out here you know what i mean um joe campos torres has a nephew uh john torres and uh he is actually um i don't know is it john uh he's a poet and he's a brown beret and he's actually putting out a book called uh voices of the rebellion and uh some of my lyrics are going to be pun uh, published in that i believe it's going to be out in um march but you know there's many different ways to take a stand you know what i mean like poetry uh, you know, there's all kinds of different kinds of activism, you know? And right. Th yeah. It, it takes what? many shapes and forms. Like for instance, uh, like, like for you, we'll take you since you're the guest, you, you have your, your t-shirts. Uh, we were here before the border, but that's not your only voice that you have. You also are, uh, an entertainer. You, you rap, you have, a career that you're pursuing you of course you have your day job but you also have your music that you've been working on for how long now oh man <laughs> i've been recording music probably since i was 17 
Uh, I'm 42 now. And uh, I mean, I just have a love of music, you know, and maybe when I was younger, you know, I had uh, uh, aspirations of being a superstar or whatever. But more than that, I mean, I just I love music. Music is probably one of my oldest loves. Uh, and, you know, not just rap and hip hop, man, you know, heavy metal, uh, reggaeton. You know, I listen to all kinds of stuff, corridos, um, pop. I mean, I listen to I listen to a ton of different kinds of music, but I just love music. And uh, it's like they say, man, art reflects life. So, you know, I mean, me learning this stuff and and uh, delving into my history, it's going to come out in the music. You know what I mean? And, you know, I want to make all kinds of different music. You know, I I have strived for years to make some feel good music and I just it's always come out more mission minded. <laughs> but uh, like American History Max, you know what I mean? I have another song called uh, Resistance and they're good. I mean, I, I love them. I wrote them. You know, it's like it was like spilling out, you know, overpouring uh, from what I was learning and researching and stuff like that but you know i have other stuff you know stuff that just talks about being a husband and father and and going through you know the struggle of daily life working a nine to five like you said you know i have a day job you know I, i'm a uh i work for a forklift repair company man by day you know what i mean that's how i make my living and, and that's how i support my family and uh you know and then that allows me to you know to do music and stuff like that but uh you know, it's just I just love music, man. I have a son uh, who will be 13 uh, this coming week. And during the pandemic, man, I bought a laptop and a mic and headphones and an interface. And he started messing with it one day. And here we are a couple years later, man. He's making beats. He's producing his cousins that rap. So he's got, uh, uh, you know, a love for music as well, man. So I'm just like, you know what? Like, what the fuck do I look like, you know, telling my kids to pursue their dreams and don't give up? And I'm, you know, I'm going to stop because why I'm in my 40s now. I mean, right. the love of music doesn't have an age. You know what I mean? No, it, uh, it, it continues to exist and it's there. And, you know, there's so many different uh, genres out there that um, there's there's something for everybody. And um you know, it's it's one of those things where, depending on your mood or how you're feeling, you know whether you're up or you're down, you can always find something that that that's that's going to make you feel good or that you're going to connect with. And so that's the good oh, thing yeah. about music it's 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 endless. It's endless. And so um, I'm actually going to use uh, American American History Mix as uh, my int the intro song to this episode. So uh, I wanted to get your permission and I wanted to I wanted to do that before I, I use it on any episodes as well. Awesome, Definitely using yeah. it for his. So but oh, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm fo I follow you on Spotify. So I, I, I lo I'm looking forward to to more music that you put out and you share. Yeah, with so definitely. Um, yeah, I only have a couple of things on there, man. But uh, this past year, uh, year and a half, I've been stacking up music, man. So this year I, I plan on releasing a lot, a lot more stuff from myself. And then, of course, my son will be releasing some music, man. It's this this year's going to be a music filled year and, and different stuff, man, you know, touching on uh like i said man our, in, our indigeneity you know the struggle of the chicanos and and then other 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 stuff man you know what i mean just you know the family man stuff i got a song that that uh it's called grown man business man and it just talks about you know getting up in the morning and going to work even when you don't want to exactly you know, just touching on everything man but you know i'm really excited about my son as well and i got a lot of, i got a lot of stuff coming this year musically that's for sure Awesome. Look forward to that. So uh, <clears throat> you've been uh, performing lately or uh, live performances on stage? Or? The last time I performed was at, oh man, when was it? The Red Dwarf, end of last year. Performed with a friend of mine, John Black. He actually booked me. He put this showcase together. 
and uh man he's an awesome he's an awesome mc he actually uh featured me on a song called the truth is free remix and uh the video is up on youtube it's awesome uh probably one of probably one of my best verses man at, that song just really drew it out and uh he he goes off man so he uh he booked me for that show that's the last time i performed and before that it had probably been close to a year uh my next performance will be february 5th actually at moody park the site of the uh the uh moody park riots and uh it's gonna be for chicano day uh some of the uh uh, houston brown berets are putting on this event and uh i was i was booked so i'll be i'll be performing there on february 5th uh times are to be announced at this point is that a saturday yes okay all right good deal good deal yeah um there was something i was going to mention and it slipped my mind that's what happens when you get old you're 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 still you're still a young pup in your 40s and once you hit 50 the 50s then it's everything starts to starts to go you lose everything uh tell that tell that to my knees and flat feet yeah that's where it starts usually the knees the knees and then the back and then the head goes and then that's it then you're a baby again but my uh, dad he's my dad's 73 and he's like you're still young i'm like man i can't tell don't feel it (laughs) i feel i hurt all right well i think uh we've almost got an hour here so that this is gonna be good we 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 got a lot of good content and like i said earlier when we were talking before we started recording i I definitely plan on bringing you back because there's a lot of good stuff that um you know i know you're working on and and i've been watching you and and so uh, I've been liking your posts and try to share some of your stuff. But uh, do you ha- do you have any um, do you have any plans for uh, what your next uh, shirt's going to be and what what it's gonna it's gonna feature? Um, I have some designs that I'm working on, and actually, uh, my friend Bad Child with the Beats, aka Cult Leader, he's Cult Leader when he uh, does graphic designs. Bad Child with the Beats when he produces music. And actually, he's dropping a project this month that I'm featured on as well, just to throw that out there. But uh, as far as the shirts, um, he's the shirt that you have with the Makwa wheat on the front, the mm-hmm. the swords. Uh, he designed that, and uh, I'm going to most likely be working with him exclusively as far as designs. But uh, I have an idea to bring out um, like more like of a, a feminine line uh like you know blouses and stuff like that that are cut for you know women and girls and mm-hmm. uh the idea is uh it's like a short sheet line and a uh, short sheet is the now what word for flower so that'll be the line and there will probably be a few designs under that under that line the short sheet um but as far as what they are, I'm not gonna say yet. Okay, that's my uh, that's my niece's uh, name, Sochi. Really? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And it's crazy, uh, man. It, how there's it, still it, these Nahuatl words, man, that are, you know, they've they, they've stood the test of time. Yeah, my uh, my uh, my brother, because it's just two of us. Me, I'm the oldest, and then uh, my brother, he's like we're like seven years apart. And, uh, so he, he went with these older names, these, uh, indigenous names. Um, <laughs> her name is Sochi and, and her, her, uh, next, his next kid, my nephew, uh, his name is Cuauhtémoc. And oh then, man. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. And so, yeah. So he, he's, it's funny cause people have trouble saying their names and so yeah. <laughs> uh her her name is a little bit easier to say once she says it for you but yeah. for him a lot of people just shorten it and they call him Temok. <laughs> oh man that's <laughs> or awesome Temok. and and then uh about seven years ago they six seven years ago they moved to australia and wow. so now they're they're mexican from t- mexicans from texas 
living in Australia. So talk about being out of place. Man, and so crazy. it's funny because people there, when they come up to them and they meet them, and it's like, where are you from? They detect a, a, an accent, <laughs> but they can't picture them. They can't picture from where they're from. Yeah. And so they have to explain it. And it's like they tell them, well, I'm, I'm from Texas. And of course, anybody that's not from Texas, when you meet them and you're from Texas, they always think it's like you're, they're going to anybody from Texas is always wearing a cowboy hat, jeans and, and, and boots. Yeah. And it's like, no, we're, we're not all dressed. We don't all dress that way. Yeah. Not um, everybody's so, like that here. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought I'd share that. Oh, that here's what I was going to ask you about your two, uh, your two releases that you have on Spotify. You got videos for those or just, is it just uh, uh, audio? Man, honestly, I do not have videos yet for those two. Um, I am supposed to be shooting, although it's a couple of years old already. I dropped American History Mix in 2020. Um, I am supposed to be recording a video to that this month, actually. Um, man, sometimes I got a hard time letting go of songs that I like. But I know as an artist, I need to move on. But I say, you know what, man, I'm going to I'm going to shoot a video for that one. So it is planned for this month. Uh, the date, I'm not too sure of yet, but uh, had a cool dude uh, offer to shoot the video. So I said, man, you know what, we'll do it. And uh, the one for resistance, I kind of had an idea of uh, shooting a video live, maybe at that Chicano Day event. But uh, that one's still up in the air. But, man, I, I have so many songs that I'm going to release this year. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more videos uh, coming with those as well. All right. Well, if, if you need any extras, any anybody in the background to just look cool, I'll, I'll, wear, my, uh, I'll wear my We Were Here Before the Border shirt. Yeah, you're going to have and, to be uh, there, man, because I'm having everybody yeah. that, that has a shirt come out. Okay, cool, cool. I, I just want to be included. I just, I just want to get my my five minutes, fifteen minutes of fame or whatever. Yeah, just Two post minutes. up with one of your cigars, man. <laughs> looking all hard for sure. I'll come out there. I'll come out there with a cigar, and uh, I'll, I, you know, next time we we have this and uh, uh, have you on, I, what I want to do is is uh, go to one of these uh, craft beer places, one of these uh, breweries that we have here. Oh in yeah. Houston. Because uh, I saw that uh, you were enjoying some craft beers here recently. It's like, oh, cool. He likes craft oh, yeah. beers. So it's like, we definitely have something in common that we can enjoy together. So, yeah, do that. Yeah, I, I had I a got, friend turn me my, on to that. Yeah, I got some mobile equipment. I can take my uh, digital recorder and my mics. We could set up somewhere and have some beers and, and, and talk about more stuff. So, yeah, that would be, yeah, yeah. that would be dope, man. Look I'm forward to it. that. I have a lot of places right, that I frequent, man. That would be cool. So, uh, before we, we, uh, end, uh, this episode, if you got any shout outs that you want to put out there, go ahead and do so. And then again, uh, let people know where they can find you, where they can find your music, your t-shirts, how they can get a hold of you for that. And just whatever you have to promote, go ahead. Here's your time now, man. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, man, uh, again, thank you for having me on, man. I appreciate it. I'm a fan of the podcast. Um, you can find me on social media at Chicano Vega, X-I-C-A-N-O-V-E-G-A. That's on Facebook, Instagram, uh, SoundCloud, TikTok, uh, YouTube. And uh, go to YouTube, man. Check out uh, American History Max. Check out Resistance, a couple of my, uh, you know, anthems for... Uh, we were here before the border, man, just letting people know that we've been here. We're not going anywhere, and we're proud of who we are. Uh, Chicano Day, February 5th at Moody Park. And, man, be on the lookout for more uh, more apparel from We Were Here Before the Border, more music. Shout out to Bad Child with the Beats, Victorioso 9, Fred Beasy, Sandman, uh few dope ass producers i'm working with and shout out to everybody else out there man that's standing up and reclaiming their roots definitely definitely yeah um your shirts go to his uh other account his uh shirts account uh we were here before the border and uh you can you know you can see what uh the shirts that he has and then uh hit him up 
uh, in di- via direct message and uh, he'll get that out to you. So uh, you also have a, I think a snapback cap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well. man. I keep so, forgetting to plug that page, man, but yeah, we were here, <laughs> we were here before the border all, all together. We were here before the border uh, on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, we do have shirts, the Makwa wheat shirt that you have uh, in black. I have the Juan Cortina shirt that uh that i'm also seen wearing in the truth is free remix video by john black uh that's in red and i most recently have uh, a batch of snapback caps that came in with the makwa wheat uh graphic on it embroidered awesome caps man uh quality and just badass looking man check out the page and you can see all the pictures yeah uh, i'll continue to support i gotta order me one of the other shirts and uh, I got the, the stickers that you sent me with my first short shirt order. So uh, I appreciate that. It's always nice to get those little extras and, and promote stuff and start sticking them up somewhere. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, man. So thanks for, thanks for coming on. And I know, I don't know what you had planned for today, but Saturday's kind of sucking right now because the weather's so bad and uh, uh, hopefully it'll clear up and uh, I can get out and do something. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, we will definitely be chatting, man. All right. All right. We'll be back soon, man. Thank you. All right. No problem. When men are treated equal, the way they got made, damn, to say they love God, but they hate his creation. History books call us bandits and hoodlums, so toca mexica. The ones the Spaniards came and took from. We're more than landscapers and painters, refusing to forget, and Texas Rangers would hang us. To those in office, get these public servants off us, because when we unite, I hear the voices of my ancestors calling me The sounds of hounds and mounted police following The world changed the day the ships landed Plundered homes, stole our gold and our language Took our land and made laws against us Signed weak treaties that don't defend us Join the army and they don't protect us Take away our voice and turn us into protesters Deny our rights and then try to arrest us My family been in Texas since the invasion We've been patiently waiting to take it back Now free the brown babies from cages Let's organize and get our people in order We were here before the border Since 1915 we can't forget La Matanza And remember This is still for La Raza we holding down for the. We going hard for the.